podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. There's more to working from home than emails. So you need Wi-Fi with reliable speed, the most in-home coverage, and built-in security. You need Xfinity XFi. That's simple, easy, awesome. Switch to Xfinity Internet and learn about our great offers. You'll get amazing value with speeds that deliver and reliable coverage you can count on. And with XFi Advanced Security, you can keep all the devices in your home connected and protected from Wi-Fi network threats. Go online, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store to learn more today. Restrictions apply. Well, they won't. When you're ready to ride Metro, we want you to know we're ready for you. Here are just a few of the people at Metro to tell you how we're doing our part to keep riders safe. We're cleaning like never before. We're hospital-grade cleaning. You'll find hand sanitizer stations all over the Metro. No mask, no Metro. Need one? We have a few extras. At Metro, we're doing our part to keep the D.C. area moving. Find out more at wmata.com slash doingourpart. Into Madrid with hope in their hearts, and they'll walk away with the greatest prize in club football. Jurgen Klopp and Liverpool's King to the Cot are champions of Europe once again. Hi everybody and welcome to this week's episode of Touchline Fracker, proudly powered by the Touchline Media Group. I am your host for this week, Chris, and this week I am joined by an all-star cast of members. I have Ellis, Julian, Glam and Mike. And this week we'll be talking through everything the week in review for LFC, going from the Burnley game all the way to going into a preview of this week's game against Arsenal. Um... Also, we over the course of the weekend, we launched our new Patreon page. So if you are a big fan of the pod and want to see more opinions, views, tactical breakdowns from myself and the team, please head over to patreon.com forward slash cop and fracker. And from as little as £3 a month, you can subscribe to us, um, help us improve the pod in terms of sound quality, videos, graphics. If you want a nice star wipe to come across the video, we can get that done for you. Um, and we already have two brilliant episodes that we recorded um, in the past week in regards to Liverpool's title win and what they should do next in terms of investment in the squad, which looks unlikely, but we've covered it anyway. So all bases are covered just in case something does happen. But enough of that. 
So, boys, let's get stuck into this week's game against Burnley. Um, very underwhelming performance after 45 minutes in terms of chances missed and uh, the points total that we wanted looking a bit more unlikely now. Um, Ellis, Mike, I'll head to you on this one first. Um, it was a good first 45 minutes, I thought, in terms of overall dominance of the game. But after that, they just dropped off a cliff, really. And it's been a little bit of a theme since the restart, unfortunately. Yeah, I thought for 60 minutes we played really, really well. So I, I don't think it was our best performance by any means. It was really good. It was enough to beat Burnley, certainly. And we create some good chances. Pope makes some good saves. I don't think he made out any outstanding saves. He made some really good saves. I think we were just wasteful. And that's, that's the main thing. We were just wasteful. We had the chances to, to kill the game off. So when we went 1-0 when, when up, Robertson scored. We should have killed the game in the first half, really. We should have got another goal, maybe got another one in the early in the second half and killed the game. We played, we played well enough to justify a 2 or 3-0 lead. Ultimately, wasted our chances in that and we, we, we paid the price. Um, I think it's, it's the mental thing, right? So the players put so much into us winning this league title. Mm-hmm. Naturally, there's going to be a mental drop-off at some point. And naturally, the players will switch off a bit. And I think we're just seeing that. Like, the players just lack that sharpness and intensity that we saw earlier on in the season. And it's absolutely fair enough. I think moving forward, we have three games now. So you have Arsenal, Chelsea and Newcastle. I think in games against Arsenal and Chelsea, there's big games, right? The, t- the intensity is always going to be there because these lads are competitive, right? So they're going to want to win these games. And on top of that, they now know because they've drawn against Burnley, they have three games they need to get results in to get the points total they want. And I know these lads definitely want that points total because there is that rivalry with Man City. It's the, it's the dominant rivalry in English football at the moment, right? And they'll want to get one over on Man City. So I, I think they'll obviously go into these next three games, hopefully with their tails up, get the results we need and let's break this points total. But I wouldn't worry too much about Burnley. I was quite pleased with our performance. I thought there were loads of positive signs. There were a few worrying signs, like the finishing of our forwards. And at times we were a bit slow on the ball, but like broadly speaking, it was a fine performance. Yeah, Al, how do you feel about what Mike just said? Yeah, I'll share the same sentiments as Mike, to be fair. Um, he was right. I think we played well up until drinks break in the second half it was like 66 minutes after the drink break they had a free kick and it's like we just switched off which was a bit weird because all season long we've been very dominant in set pieces and um we tend to clear up very quickly um it was funny because i didn't see anyone on the edge of the box usually that's the play for money or salah just to pick up any any flick-ons and um nobody was there which allowed jay rodriguez to get his finish off which was a good good goal to be fair yeah, good goal to be um, yeah it was yeah um in regards of the performance, like, like Mike said, I believe for like 65 minutes we was the dominant team. First half, we was really, really good, making a lot of chances. Um, our football was really slick. Um, the movement between the front three and the, and the layoffs were really good. Midfield was okay. So yeah, it was an alright performance. Um, the lack of finishing was a bit worrying. Uh, we were snatching out a lot of our chances. Uh, we made Pope look like Buffon of 2003. Uh, yeah, which was a bit annoying. Um, I saw on Twitter after the game about how our finishing wasn't really to the corners. So it made it really, really easy for Pope to um, get his hands to it. Ideally, you want to you wanna try and make that goalkeeper work and 
get the um, get the bins. But I mean, like we've been saying since we won the title, we're champions, isn't it? But we do want to get that 101, 102 points just to have the last laugh over the city. So I hope that the guys are still up for it. Um, next few games are going to come thick and fast. So we're going to see a few changes. I hope it doesn't affect the rhythm of the team. To be fair, the rhythm is already a bit funny since we come up with being a bit Jacqueline and Hyde. Mm-hmm. But we'll see, man. No, I think that's very, I think both of you raised a really very good point about how we made Nick Pope look a lot better than he was. And it brings me back to the Atletico Madrid game from earlier in the season, the Champions League. Um, very much a tale of two games in terms of narrative. Um, both, both, both games, we were starting a lot, a lot of chances um, and none of them looked like they were going to go anywhere near the back of the net. But it's like you said, El, El uh, from that report, either side of the keeper and they probably go in, which is very, very annoying, especially when you have a very adept front three that we do. You expect, you know, probably two of the three of them to bury most of the chances that they're given, especially at this late game, late time of the season, when there are, you know, golden boot honours to play for and they're doing interviews about said golden boot aspects that they want to claim and, you know, do the free P, which is looking very unlikely now. Um, Junior, Julian, I'll come to you on this part. Um, It's a bit worrying for me in terms of the tale of this season that, I don't think there's been a game that I can go to and say I've seen all three of the front three play well in unison, or I can say there's been two of the front front three that's played well in unison. It's been very much that one of them's been at the races and the other two have been off the ball. And they've expected that other person to step up and contribute, you know, whether it be game winners or just the impactful performance that helps us across the line. And this performance this weekend has been a game where none of them were at the races, for me personally. Do you see that as a problem going forward? Or is that something that you think when they get a bit more R&R, they switch back on for the, for, you know, for the next season, it'll just fall back into place? I'll let Gavin go first. Or should I go? All right, yeah. Um, yeah, I... I... I do and I don't think it's a problem. I do in the sense of, um, obviously, everything that's happened in the pandemic, our rhythm's obviously been, you know, disrupted. Um, obviously, speaking earlier, as we said about the Athletic or Madrid game, um, I think our form has been indifferent. The, in terms of the fluency of the uh, front three, I don't think we need to have them all firing all cylinders. But when we do, we, we're, we're likely to win the game. And if you look at this season, we've lost two games now. And even though the uh, front three has been indifferent, like we've still been winning games and we won the championship by a mudslide. So, you know, it's not the end of the world. But um, in saying that, as you're saying, obviously, when the front three are firing all cylinders, we're a completely different team. We're unstoppable. Yeah. And I just think with being at the Champions League, that has contributed to the fact that we haven't been, you know, all guns blazing. Because as I said, when we went um, to the um, I won't pon- try to pronounce Athletic Madrid ground, but when we was there, we was just we just weren't at it. We just weren't at it, and I just think you know that would have been a major difference. And obviously, we took them to Anfield, and we see we got the goal, but we just wasn't you know at it. So I'm not worried about next season in terms of that. But um, it's a good food for thought that you brought up the fact that we would rather see them more sooner than later 
firing and obviously guns blazing. Yeah, I, I think there's not been a performance of note that I can think of where all three yeah, have... No. It's a bit of a strange one because I think when you look at it, 17-18, albeit mm. the weird season that it was, all three of them looked like they had the kind of like telepathic relationship yeah. with each other. They all knew each other word. They were filling in. The interlink play was just there. And you fast forward two years later, and it looks like it's not as strong as it was. It looks like yeah. in terms of, you know, Salah stronger with, with Trent in terms of that combination or Mane stronger with Robinson, Robertson in that combination. And Firmino is stronger with, you know, not putting the ball in the back of the net, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I think, obviously, before I let Julian go on, I, 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 what, one thing I will say, in between, I think, more with Firmino, with, with, with his gameplay, he's unselfish, like, where he sacrifices for the two players either side of him. Mm. I think with Mane and Salah, it's, it's a complete different thing where it looks some, sometimes more like they're competing against each other. So when they're doing that, the gameplay where they might slot in Firmino or slot in each other doesn't go to plan and then they'd rather shoot. Like we know Salah's got the most shots 122 at the minute. Uh, Marnie's obviously in the semi 80s but I just think that we, they need to start being in a, a, a place where we're unselfish like, like Firmino because I think if they passed more to each other like Firmino the fluency would be there. So that's one thing I can say about Bobby. You know, he's very unselfish like in his game. That was, I'll, give, I'll give him a little bit of slack because you know, we're going to delve into it a little bit into this pod. Uh, we'll delve yeah. into it more uh, on Patreon at some point in the near future. Um, the first half, I think he played really well in terms of the link of play, bringing people yeah. more in. And that's where you see the benefit that he brings playing number nine. But again, you look at the second half and you can see the whole not scoring a home thing. He's creeping into his mind and I think yeah, it, has, has, yeah, it has been for a while because he's yeah. scuffing at chances and the one he had where he hit the post a little bit more venom in the shot back of the net 2-0 game over so yeah. it, that is a slight concern for me um, you know whether that pulls himself into think, next season do you think, do you think the, the um, front the, the players could help him more though because I, I, I personally I do feel a bit where there's been chances and they could slot him in and he hasn't he hasn't been given the ball I'll be honest. Don't get me wrong. He has missed chances, but there's been games, uh, especially the um, last game. And um, you know, I feel like Firmino's in a better position. But either I don't know if it was a trust issue or what. But he hasn't been given the ball. Whereas on the other hand, Firmino would slide the other guys in. Yeah. So I think you know that home thing playing on his mind. I think maybe the players can do a bit better. Maybe they can't. I don't know. I might be a bit harsh, but no, it's a fair point. I think I think at this stage as well, both of them looking to try and improve the goal tally in terms of getting the going up there for the golden boot, that might be a bit yeah. of a factor, but no, yeah. that, that's a fair point. Uh, Julian, I'll come to you now. Uh, I've even forgot what the original question was. What was it again? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I even forgot, man. Front three. Front three. Uh, um, you know what, yeah? Over the last couple of days, yeah, I've been doing a little bit of analysis, yeah, on the last three seasons of them, of this front three being together. And when we actually think about it, with what you said about um, the, three, the front three not working in tandem, I don't even think it's been the last season. I think it's been about a, two last two seasons even, where I don't think there's been a lot of games where the front three has worked in complete tandem. I don't think we've seen that since 17-18, actually. And with 17-18, weirdly enough, that was a year that Marnie was actually quite poor when it came to goal scoring. So I, mean, I think maybe it was for me that I picked up that slack 
in 17, 18 as compared to now. But in terms of like fine margins, as we saw last year, um, I, I would say, yeah, it is a concern. But then again, what we've been doing over the last two years are complete anomalies even within the league. So mm-hmm. you just got to weigh it up. But it's a case of, it's not even the case of, does it affect Liverpool or does it affect our chances of winning? It's a case of... This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwans.com backslash yum for details. Just being as a player or as, you know, as a Liverpool player and as a, as a number nine, what are we watching? And what we're watching is a man who gets a lot of chances. I think it's he's behind um, Gabriel Jesus and who, who else up front. Um, Gabriel Jesus and someone. Um, are just ahead of him in the most chances misses, in the most chances missed most chances missed this season. Now, I do get that he's not a shooter, but come on, like there's some games where yesterday, um, not not yesterday, Burnley for example, where you would want you know where your Salas and Mane's are not are not are not are not are not up to par. You'd want your actual number nine to be able to shoot. Like it's not a it's not a crazy tall task we're asking for for from for from Firmino, especially a player of his quality because. None of us actually do say we want him out of the team at all. Mm. Like we, we've never, we never come in and say, "Ah, oh, he's terrible, he's shit, he's this, he's that." We just like, nah, he's goal scoring, and what a nominee's main function is to score isn't up to scratch, and it isn't. And anyone can pretend it is, and they can lie to themselves and say he's the system, and they can lie to themselves and say that even this season that we've we're winning things because of him. Not not saying that he's not played a part, but you can, I can. This is kind of a bold statement, but if he was to take up Firmino's goal contributions out of this season, do you honestly think we wouldn't win the league? I, I would say, I would say no. I, I would what, say about, no. what about performance though, in terms of how we have won the league? Though, but how many, but how many games could you say Firmino has performed in within the league to say that okay, this is the reason why we're winning the game? Because I can see, for example, for example, when Henderson is out of the team, we can see the obvious, the obvious that like, okay. Our midfield cannot, can can cannot hold cannot hold the game together. Cannot cannot function. Cannot can't even like you know can't can't hold on to anything. But when it's Firmino and his presence in the team, and I get with you know when Origi comes in because Origi's not the best example. When Origi comes in, the drop off the quality is poor because his link up play is nearly non-existent compared to Firmino. But I don't think there's a lot of contributions that Firmino has had this season. Oh, it, oh he's had enough contribution for us to be like okay. This title win is because of Firmino. No, I, I think I, what you said, how you said it there, it suggests that you think Henderson more important than Firmino. I, I disagree. Facts, I, yeah. I'd much, I'd, I'd much more miss Henderson and keep Firmino than the other way around. Do you know why you say that? Because with Henderson, we have more options to fill in, like adequate options to fill in this place. But so you're the, saying, so if we had the season about Firmino, yeah. You think we would we would have been forming how we was now? No, because no, because I'll say that because the drop off between Firmino and Origi is too deep. Like, okay. so was, I'm saying yes, so he has contributed. Yeah, 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 no, no, no. I'm not saying. <laughs> I'm, not saying no, no, I'm not saying he hasn't. Julian, you're being yeah. a bit harsh. To be fair, no, I'm not saying he hasn't contributed. Do you know what I mean? Like, like right, take him there's, defi- there's definitely get, there's definitely games where, 
I think in clutch goals, he's definitely turned up. Wolves away. Name them. Wolves away, Tottenham away. Um, his performance against Burnley, Southampton, he was brilliant. My, my thing with Firmino is this, right? Firmino is an exceptional footballer. He is brilliant. We all love him to pieces. But his goal-scoring output is poor. Firmino contributes like so much in terms of That's our system, season, the way, the way we press. But his goal-scoring output is poor. And it's not just because he's being unselfish. He's actually missing big chances. So like Julian points out, he's only, he's only below Abraham and Jesus in terms of the most big chances missed. Yeah. Like he's, he's having chances, he's having shots. He's just not very good at taking them. And it's like, it's weird. This, this, away, this home form is really weird because like away from home, he's actually got a really good record. I think only like a handful of players have scored more away, away Premier League goals than him. He scored eight goals away from home. That's a brilliant record. Mm-hmm. But I do think at home he's missed some chances and there's nothing wrong with saying but Firmino is a brilliant player. He's exceptional. He contributes to the way we play but he should score more goals. That's an absolutely fine critique of Bobby Firmino. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I was, looking at the, fans, I was looking at the... Um, I was looking, sorry, actually, no, carry on, Mike. I'm, no, no, I was going to say some fans like, war crime to, to criticise Firmino. It's like you can't criticise him because he's a system. It's like, we can. He's a brilliant player but there are some places, areas he can improve his games. No, I completely it's, agree. You can say that, you know, he helps facilitate the front two player the, the way that they want in terms of Mane and Salah being in those goal-scoring positions. But it's fair to say that he should be scoring more goals. I mean, you look at his XG for the season. I mean, he's on a goal scored at moment eight. Uh, according to XG, he should be at least 13-14. So he's six goals behind where he should be. Um, yeah. Which is, you know, slight, uh, it, it's, it's a slight concern because if you look in the bigger picture of how we played this season, it's not mattered. But there are going to be games next season, in my, I, I think. But let's just say, hypothetically, you know, the back four goes to complete shit. Something happens, it just goes to complete shit. You know, which isn't that the Rams' possibility. It could be. Um, and we need to start being a bit more like Man City and being you know, completely clinical with our chances. Finishing games, 5-1, 6-2, whatever that may be. We're going to need him to step up and bury a lot more of those chances for his XG to be above where it is and it should be. And the other two are, uh, you know, a little bit guilty. I think Salah's been a little bit underwhelming this season. I think we can all, all agree with that. Again, can I, can I add you? Just, 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 uh, just I'm not getting onto Firmino too much. I do, <laughs> I do think also Salah, I'm not so much money, I can say with this point, but Salah, ever since Firmino's best season, he has changed his game a lot because Salah, when he first came in 17-18, was more of a run behind, um, run behind, um, straight, uh, stretch, stretch the pitch, get behind the fullbacks, not really have too many touches on the ball, and just be a finished man. But as of recently, um, especially after his uh, breakout season, when Firmino is giving him the ball now, he's taking a lot more top, a lot more touches, getting himself into a lot more, a lot more dangerous, dangerous, dangerous like positions. Yeah, and then trying to pass it off when the trying to pass it off to Firmino to have a shot. When like he's there's a load of pressure on him and Salah's just trying to get out of his feet because there's so much pressure on him. So I would say with Salah, he kind of doesn't he doesn't do Firmino the best the best the best. He kind of does Firmino a bit of a disservice, but his output's way too much for me to criticize him on that level. So gotta let it slide. No, that's I think that's fair. Um, I, think, I think with Bobby, Bobby came to England with a one in three record. So I don't I don't think he came as a bagsman anyway. Yeah, he didn't come as a bagsman. Um, unfortunately, Rogers didn't know what to do with him. We all know the tell of Rogers demanding for Benteke with with Bobby coming in. Um, then, because of his pressing, 
and his intelligence within the lines, Klopp saw a good function for him to play out front to you know start the press from from the beginning. Um, I think with Bobby, it seems like I don't know. Maybe I'm being harsh, but with Brazilians, once Brazilians get past like 26, 27, they decline. They decline. They just start going down physically, mentally. They start putting on a bit more weight. And, and you can see with Bobby. And also, that, I, it's, it's just a thing, though. I don't know Brazilians watching this pod. I don't no, see that with Bobby at all. You don't Bobby see with him? looks in great shape. But the thing with, like, he's played a lot of games as well. He's got a lot of minutes in his, in his um, engine. That's yeah. a fair point. That's if, if you look at how many games he's played in the past three Madness. years, it's yeah. at least in, in all competitions, I think it's over 45. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. He plays too many games. He what plays way too many games. And he's seldom, he's not someone who's fit. That's our problem. That's our problem, though, we're over-reliant on him. That's what I'm trying to say, where we haven't got someone where we, how, how we play, Firmino yeah. is an integral part of how we play. That's why he has Damn, to play. That's, that's, that's why I'm annoyed. We haven't played Minamino at all. We haven't given Minamino like 60 minutes in the Firmino role to see how he does. We, yeah. I, I'm st- I don't understand exactly. why we played Origi against who was it? Was it uh, Villa? Uh, Villa. Why yeah. didn't we play Minamino in that game? Just give him a Minamino 60 minutes in that Firmino role. See how he does. Because to True. my knowledge, Firmino Minamino plays well in that central role. Yeah, and he operates in a similar way to Firmino. Obviously not to the same level, but in yeah. a similar way. Why I not try that out now? I can understand why he didn't play him against Burnley. Because oh, of course. I, I don't want to go up against Phil Barr, so they can fuck <laughs> yeah, it out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they would have bullied him, man. He'd cripple you. I think the Villa one is, is, is a very, very good point. I mean, yeah, minute, from, from what we've seen in Minamino, especially in the game he played against us, very intelligent uh, footballer can move between, you know, both centre backs and get in these nice positions, which is you know, and he, and he graphs hard, which is exactly the type of profile of player that we need for someone who can deputise for Bobby. If it's not going to be him, then I could see it maybe being a little bit of a case where you take a little bit of reliance off Bobby and you say, okay, what I want you to do is not goal hang per se, but just be in and around the box and just get pure tappings, and we'll have yeah. someone and we'll have someone like. Who I thought did a really good job of bringing the ball out of midfield and you know triggering triggering the attacks and just being a lot more authoritative in how he played in Curtis Jones. We let him be a bit more of the water carrier as opposed to himself. Yeah. Um, so let's let, let's let's move into that conversation about Curtis Jones and Neko Williams about how they played at the weekend. Um, I think Curtis Jones. I, I thought it was quite disappointing he came off. In all honesty, I was enjoying oh, the way he was playing. No, I don't say that. No, he looked really good. He looked really good. He's, do you know what I like about him? I like, yeah, he's just so confident, man. He's like, yeah, he's, so cool. the ball. he's dribbling, like, now try to get close to him. He just hold him out, hold him off with his hand. And it's something refreshing to see a young kid do that. Um, obviously, we're, we're, we're desperate for him to, um, to, to play well because of the star boy thing. And obviously, a man like Greenwood is lighting up whole traffic. So we want, we want our guy to try and light off. Anfield, but yeah, his performance was was really good. I really enjoyed it. Um, he had a few shots. I think he had a couple of shots, a couple of chances in it in the game, a couple of assists. There couple. was one. There was one of them where I think if it would have been a little bit more, like like Mike was saying earlier, if it was in the corners a little bit more, yeah, it would have gone in. I compare cool. Jones to Ox, you know. So, like the comparison in terms of their mentality. So. Oxlade-Chamberlain looks like someone who overthinks things and gets in his head. 
So if Ox misses a big chance, it will affect him for at least 10 minutes in the game where he looks like a bit rattled. Yeah. Jones looks just so composed. Like he can like misplace something, he can misplace a pass. Do it again. He'll go and he'll go and look for it again. And he will like if he misses up again, he'll still go again. He doesn't care. Like he's very confident in his ability. And it's not to say Ox is a poor footballer, but I just think there's a difference there in that mentality. And I, re- I just, I love the way Jones plays. Like, there's a swagger. Like, he doesn't really care. He'll, he'll, he'll take a shot on if he's in a good position. He's not a timid lad. No. He's got bags of ability off both feet. I love him to pieces. I think he's brilliant. You know, it reminds me of, like, Steve McManaman. A bit, you know. If you watch the way they play, like, just, just the way they move with the ball and that very silky. Um, they want to take man on. They don't really care to be fair yeah. anymore. I think he's. I think he's hungry. I think he's hungry. He wants it. I man. Think, he wants it. I, I think he sees opportunity to nail down the position as well. Yeah. As you can see, there's loads of movement in terms of personnel. We we play this person one week, then the other one next week. Henderson's injured. I think he sees the opportunity and signing a new deal, scoring a goal. I I think he he can sniff that he can get in this team and weigh something different. He he, he has opportunity. You know, I, I think he should have scored on um, against Burnley personally. But um, he looks like he can do. Everything that Klopp would expect from Lalana. Yeah, 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 100%. Exactly, exactly. So, I've, I've, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm just like you guys, I'm, I'm, I'm excited about him, man. I'm more excited now than seeing him in the cameos in the FA Cup. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? I'm more excited now. Oh, wow. Jonesy, okay, let's, let's, let's see what's going on. <laughs> I, I, like, I, I, like, I like Klopp introducing these young GGU players more into the Premier League than in those FA Cup, uh, League Cup situations. I remember Curtis Jones impressed uh, when he when he came on against Bournemouth. He did, and yeah. he was really good then. And I was like, I'd rather have Klopp bred them in this way than dashing them into the random game where not which no one wants to play anyway. Which the whole club, none of the fans, none of the players really care about. Um, so yeah, that's good to hear. Man. I, I didn't watch the game, but yeah, it's good to hear that because um, I think he had a cameo against uh, during the lockdown against somebody. He didn't look, he didn't look very good, um, but. I can't remember which game it was. One of the games. He came on and I was like, nah, I'm not having him. But Nico Williams, how was he? I didn't, I haven't heard anything about him. Uh, Nico was all right. He was a really good 1v1 winger. So yeah. Nico yeah. will run at you and he'll try and take you on. I thought he did I thought he did quite well considering he was going up against Dwight, Dwight McNeil. And I, I rate Dwight McNeil a fair bit. You know. he's, he's, yeah, he, he's, like, he's like Yorkshire P&P. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and he, um, yeah, he, he held up really well. Um, it's it's a bit of a weird one because he's more. I think he's more direct than Trent. If that makes sense in terms of yeah. how he'll bomb down that right hand side. But it's just he's nice one on one. Yeah, he's one on ones. He looked like he a bit a bit more uh, a bit more lethal. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, it's just the same. He can't play left back. If he could play left back, he'd be. <laughs> yeah, uh, he'd be he would get at least thirty five games next season. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we, need, we need a left back ASAP desperately seeing him at left back against uh, he was getting he was getting Lamptey was pumping him up fam I felt so sorry for him man I felt so sorry for him yeah games like that is bad oh man Lamptey was so relentless as well he was like you want some more yeah I'm gonna run past you one more time Lamptey was like a train phone hey you know you know that pitch you know that picture here of the white, of the black youth whiffing the white youth with Martin Luther King in the background? That was <laughs> <laughs> that was Lamptey just like, yeah. I've been up now. But Lamptey, Lamptey looks a good player, but Lamptey is he's really stocky. Yeah. He looks a real good player, man. I'm surprised Chelsea didn't keep him on the books. I don't know, bro. Yeah. Chelsea, so I think 
Yeah. Reese James and Lampy Roll. Hey, I'm not a Chelsea fan, so I don't know. Some of these, uh, you know, it, not a Chelsea pod, but some of the Reese James memes from the other day were quite, uh, quite, <laughs> oh, quite, <man>. <laughs> quite funny. <laughs> oh, say. Then we're yeah, just saying, let's just say we're lucky that this is a Champions League podcast because, yeah. boy, <laughs> I, 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 oh my God, I was. Oh. Under the bus, bro. That was freezing. That you with braids, yeah? Let me not say too much, man. Let's move on, man. Um, but I think Nico, Nico will yeah. get a lot of games next season. Yeah, I, think, like, I, I think he will. Yeah, he's like Jones. He's very confident in his ability. Like he doesn't look yeah, like someone yeah. who will get phased easily. Yeah. And I think the young players that are coming into this side, they need to have that temperament. They can't because we're an elite side now. We're one of the best sides in the world, if not the best in the world. Yeah, yeah. you cannot come in and be timid. You have to be yeah. assertive. And, and you need you need to be okay players. with, you know. If someone gets injured, you need to be okay with being dropped in a game against Chelsea at home. You need to be okay with that and ready to go. I do, want to, I do want to say, though, even though as amazing as Klopp has been this season, he has to be a lot better at integrating the youth in the next. Like, I don't want to see fucking Milner at left-back instead of Nico Williams or Hoover. But I don't want to see Gomez at right-back instead of Nico Williams. I don't, want to see Lala- I don't even want to see Lallana play next year. If he's here next year, I want to be really... He's gone. He's gone. I think he's gone. Yeah, he played oh, the last game. Props you know what? You know what, Julian? I agree with you. I agree with you. But at the end, of it, with, with Klopp, he doesn't like taking mad risk like that. Yeah, you know I know. Saying? I know. And I like, Klopp, yeah. he trusts his boys. So, like, he, he trusts I mean? Milner to play yeah. left-back against Arsenal if he needs and, him. And do what he wants him to do. In it. With with someone like a, a Nico Williams, I was actually surprised to see Nico Williams start. Against yeah, Dominic. I was personally uh, surprised. So, that you, you can try it because there's less pressure, but when there's pressure on, I don't think Klopp is a guy where he feels that like, he's not ready, so I'm not going to try it. Yeah. If he's not ready, I'm not going to try it. But I feel that now these kids are kind of ready because he's been talking mm. about it a lot. So, I think they will see a lot of game time next season. Well, I, right, do think, but... I, do, I do think Klopp does it for their sake as well because, for example, against exactly. when, yeah, when 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 Nico Williams was playing against Brian, you saw that, yeah, boy, when you get when you play and you can't miss, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's techy, bro. It's, it's techy, techy, bro. So I felt bad for him that. against Brighton because it's it's so clear he's, he's not left footed, whatsoever. So every time he was attacking, he was having to cut oh. back, pull it on his right foot, and then put the ball in. And then obviously Lamptey was just. I was relentless. He actually started well that day. I thought Williams. I thought yeah, he, I thought, I thought yeah, he started well. He started well. I was like, okay, Williams, okay. And then Lamptey just got, got got warmed up and started flogging him. <laughs> 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 the thing with that Brighton game, like, what pissed me off as well was that he wasn't getting no help from Genie or Ox. That is so true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's a lack really of um, that's a lack of hands on the pitch. Yeah. Fam, nobody was. No, no, Hendel Hendel played. Oh, did he play? Oh, I chips on the right. Yeah. yeah, but no, Hendo was playing in the six, but Genie was playing on that left hand side of the. No, it wasn't, okay. wasn't Genie, was it? It was a Genie that day. Yeah, it was I thought it was Naby and, Naby and someone else. No, no, Naby, that was, Naby, was that Villa? I think that was, yeah. That was right. It might have been Genie, you know. Yeah, it, yeah, it was, was Genie, Hendo, and, and Naby. Yeah, that was it. So um, we want, we I'm, want I'm, Genie I'm to quite, help. Out. I'm quietly okay with Genie leaving, by the way. Yeah, so quite a sip there. If, it, if, if that's the barrier, that means. Um, I, love, I think Genie's just, I don't know, for, for me, I see things the way Klopp sees them as well in terms of the group. And I see Genie as a fundamental, like, member of the group. And I don't I want agree. him to leave yet. No, and Lovren's always been so one as well, man. But you've got to make some hard No, Lovren's a bit different. I think Lo- Lovren, like, his presence <laughs> in the side is a worry, I think, at times. <laughs> um, against, his very presence in the side, for me, yeah. spreads nervousness. Whereas Genie, when I heard him, 
he can be sure. inconsistent. He can he can like mess up sometimes. But he's a broadly speaking a really good footballer. Yeah, you know he's a genius as well. Like he, you're done with him for weeks, and then he does that one one performance. Under the like, oh then my god, this That's is it. why we <laughs> love you, genius. You can literally be on the you can be on the ledge thinking, all right, cool, I've got my I'm ticket, I'm, I'm I'm out, I'm gone, and then he'll come back with like you know. A mad header. Yeah. Barcelona, Barcelona at home. Yeah. You know, two goals away. <laughs> he's, he's or, he's like, or sometimes he just has a mad game where he just like holds on to the ball well and you're like, all right, we see we see what cop we see what cop team and he does it again. He tricks us, man. Tricks us. But Gene, Gene is a baller though. Gene is a baller, but nah, yeah, he has to stay. He's a mainstay, man. He's part of the furniture, man. Part uh, you know, I agree. You know, he's a genius at this point. It's, it's just a point of like just cashing in on him. Like we know. I think this is the best he's gonna get, and I feel like he's at the stage where he's replaceable. He's sorry, replace. Yeah, he's replaceable. He's we're able to get a good price for him, and it just at this point it makes sense. But that's but if he stays, what, do you think he's replaceable within a squad, or you got to sign someone? Because you, you got to sign someone. Sign Jack Grealish. Who though? Who? If sign Jack Grealish. No, no, no. I think if it's for <laughs> If it's for oh, me, like that, I would take Jack Grealish because Jack Grealish is really good at holding on to the ball and progressing the ball like Wijnaldum. So, I would take him. <laughs> I would take him. That is a that is a live live look at our WhatsApp <laughs> and Discord group on a near daily basis, if not hourly. Um, but yeah, um, I think if you're gonna if you're gonna let Junior go, you'd have to bring someone who can either replicate the same thing he does in terms of yeah. work, work work rate. Um, which is like, and that's why I think Klopp, Klopp ain't easily thinking. Nah, Klopp's looking around and thinking, boy, yeah, I let that go. Let's talk about replacement. It's yeah, true. but I think for me, if, if if the only thing from stopping Thiago coming is uh, Junior, then I'm kind of like, uh, well, yeah, if that's the case. Obviously, uh, Thiago every single day of the week. Yeah, Thiago's a much better player than Kwan But I will not lie to you though, Thiago and and Mignolo are around the same age, if I'm correct. Yeah, they are. Twenty nine, yeah. yeah, both twenty nine. You know what? Yeah. If Klopp decides to keep Genie Wijnaldum over Thiago, I wouldn't be mad because around the same age, for Genie Wijnaldum to have the intensity he has um, for yep. a Liverpool side, that is that would be needed more in a sense of Klopp's title defence than a Thiago's creativity in passing the ball and trying to create chances with, in my opinion. I think for me, if he gets to... It would make sense. I, I think the Thiago thing makes a, a lot of sense because... As we're seeing, you know, we're going to be without Henderson for the remainder of the season. The leadership thing apart, where it was massively obvious on on Saturday that we missed him from a leadership point of view. I think stylistically, if you had someone like Thiago to come in and then play the six, you can then not not really have a problem being handcuffed to having to play Fabinho and Wijnaldum, which I think we're going to have to do for the remainder of the season. Um, I can't lie to you, yeah. This leadership stuff is so overstated at times, you know. Like, at times. Not all the time, at times. Because, fam, I'm seeing Man United laying man down with Vibes FC, fam. Pogba and, and Bruno Fernandes just vibes in. It's true. Uh, like, fam, I disagree. Yeah, I disagree. But, yeah, well, a couple of games, one. I'm sure... The reason Vibes is good for United is he's got he's a good character. Like, he's someone that's infectious in the same way Henderson's infectious. So, Henderson will chase and press and run around and chase those causes. And so will Bruno Fernandes. And that's the leadership, oh, yeah. I think they display on the pitch. Like they lead by example in terms of their levels of application and um, their work rate. Yeah, like, no, I, yeah, I agree. I agree. My, like for me on Saturday, when um, we've gone down 1-1, when they've equalised, for the next, what, 35, 
25 minutes, we just looked like headless chickens. We didn't know what we was doing. Yeah. There, there was... I don't think that um that water water break, that tactics yeah. break helped at all. You need to get rid of those, by the way. They do. <laughs> Uh, it wasn't. It wasn't even. Warm. Why are we having them now? It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. ridiculous. Got, these footballers are. They've got to the level now. Now get rid of it. Like, and really. And really. Yeah, they're, they're, they're campaigning it maybe for next season as well. So nah, sure. nah, Gosh, I hope not. Like, really. Joke. But in regards to the leadership thing, I, I feel like I know Glam. Glam's gonna eat me raw here. Pause. But he. I. I. <laughs> I don't think. <laughs> I said pause. Man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think um, I don't think Van Dyke is the captain that we need when Hendo's not there. Of course he is, man. Because he should be captain. Van Dyke calling you right now, Ellis. Yeah, I know. Isn't it? Yeah, he is. He is. He's pissed off at me. No, you know what is with Van Dyke here. Yeah? Van Dyke likes to do his job and make sure his defense is on point. I also think it's, I think in today's game, I think it's very difficult for a centre-back to relay the message across the pitch as well. It's hard. Yeah, it's you hard. know what it is for me? My thing is just the, the role of being a Liverpool Football Club's captain is much more than what we see on the pitch. And I think Henderson's very good at the stuff behind the scenes. He's so proactive. He's really, really... I, I love him to pieces, Jordan Henderson. And yeah. I think a lot of stuff he does is just so important for the culture of the club. I don't think anyone else can do that at the moment. Like, I don't see Van Dyke doing it. That, 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 way. that point, Mike, is, 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 is a very valuable one. The off-the-pitch one, I can't argue with that one. Yeah, but on the pitch, on the pitch, yeah? Take away off the mm-hmm. on the pitch, from Sometimes, when we're like, there's 1-1, Burnley are battering us. No, they weren't really battering us, but Burnley are coming forward and that. I didn't really see anyone, like, getting the players and telling them what to chill out. Relax, calm down. Nah, do you know what it is? I don't, Henderson right does now, that. It does. Uh, right now, I I'm, I'm not reading too much into um, the whole the whole gameplay right now. I think everyone wants to get to the end of the season. I think everyone yeah. just wants to get to the end That's of the fair. season That's fair. And, and go out. That's why I know, see, like, apart from some people got individual goals, Firmino wants to score, Salah wants to be top goal scorer. Apart from those who play that agendas, league wrapped up. We're not champion. I think I'll be, a lot of people get to the I'll be honest, yeah. With, with, in terms of, I do understand what you mean in terms of ethics when wrapped up, but. What I would say is that in terms of the leadership thing that we're discussing, it has been evident even in times where we have been competing. Like, I, I do kind of, as much as I love Van Dyke, I don't see him, I don't see, like, for example, if he's shouting at Trent, it's more of a, ah, oh, tactical, getting, you know, get, getting your position defense, kind of thing. Yeah. Do your job. Yeah. Yeah. But when Henderson's shouting at you, it's kind of a thing of, yo, Liverpool's fix on up. your back right now. Fix, fix up. up. Like, this yeah. is Liverpool. You're playing for Liverpool. Like, it's it's two completely different things. Motivation. Motivation, yeah. Motivation. yeah. So, so what you're saying, so what you're saying, Julian, is you wouldn't expect Van Dijk to jump on Trent's back, defend the corner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> I don't know, man. I've seen more expensive with, um, defenders do that. I, I, I don't know, man. I don't know, man. I, 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 I would expect, I'm still, yeah. I'm still with Van Dijk, but it's a valuable point you guys have raised, especially off the field one Mike said. Yeah. Uh, that's a valuable one, that one. It really I, think, is. I, I think you can see... Uh, every, uh, I th- yeah, I think you can actually see at every level of the pitch there is some form of vocal leadership. I mean, Alisson is... Watching football without having the crowd noise is probably one of the best things about about this. <laughs> because you can hear everyone bollocking everyone. 
And oh, Alice, is that how you watch it? I can't stand it like that. It, it's, it's, it's brilliant. Uh, is it? <laughs> I might try it. I might try great. it, man. It's good. Uh, you can hear Alison in terms of like when he's setting his wall position, where, where, you know, doing the wall position in, telling yeah. people to push out a little bit more. You can hear Van Dyke bollocking everyone if they, you know, oh, don't do something right and then put, put it there for a corner. Um, yeah, you can't and, say on your toes at the corners. On your yep. toes, guys. <laughs> <laughs> brilliant, yeah, Dutch, brilliant Dutch accent there by Mike. <laughs> 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 yeah, you can hear you can hear Hendo bollocking everyone, and then you yeah. can uh, it, qu- uh, quietly, which is is weird. It's Mane, which is, which is the most vocal. Yeah, you can see. You can, can see, see it. Bro. Yeah, you can see it, bro. He flipping rips into everyone, bro. Really, Mane? Oh, yeah, yeah, bro. When, yeah, yeah. when Robertson doesn't give him the ball, fam. Nah, bro. <laughs> nah. <laughs> you see, you see, Mane. Yeah, when like let's say. He's, so, let's say Robbo needs to overlap in it and Robbo doesn't do it quick but yeah. he flips he flips but watch him money, money doesn't have it from and the thing is yeah, when you watch the games as well even without the sound you can probably see money sometimes go and now you're actually hearing it yeah it sounds yeah, so yeah, yeah. funny bro you know who you could also hear as well it pains Salomon's <laughs> You can actually hear it. Oh, like, Salah all part? the time. Screaming, fam. Ah! <laughs> Someone died, fam. Every time. He's so good hearing that. I can't lie. I, lo- I love it. And it's so funny. It's so funny seeing fans, yeah, actually hear like, what like footballers say to referees after the games when they go to them. Oh, that was so funny. Yeah. Everyone was like, oh, I can't believe this. This is, oh, the Champions of England. There's no class, that fam. I was thinking, do you not, do you just think these men always go up to the referee and they're like, oh, yeah, great game, ref. Well done. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, more than that. Thank you, sir. No, sir. Yeah, uh, I, I love that Robertson. Yeah. I love that Robertson switched when he said penalty. I love that because enough is enough, and it's so refreshing to see a footballer, a professional, get frustrated as we are at home and clear cut decisions are not being made. I it, love it that. I mean, I don't think it was a penalty, but it was nice to see him get like angry because he, he cares. He does care, and I, I love penalty, to see that. Man. I can see. I, I've seen it given, and I've seen it not given. It's one of those. It's, it's just not a penalty for me. Like he yeah. gets the ball and he, he catches Robertson on the follow through. It's it's not a penalty. I thought the referee was. I thought the referee was bad at the weekend. He was poor. It was. I mean, he was. And this is a theme, old Christian. This is a theme. They're he always manhandle like, right Allison at every predict. corner. Every yeah, right I, now, I don't get bad. how they can get away with that. And it's always Burnley. It's it's every always time. Burnley when they're doing the fuggery. As uh, the British government likes to say. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> no, true, because there was, there was a point where um, Eric Peters, Eric Peters literally pinned him down to the ground. I was like, come on, come on now. Yeah. This is abuse. What's going on? <laughs> what's, what's happening here? What's going on? <laughs> if I was Alison, I would have just taken off my gloves and walked off the pitch. <laughs> <laughs> what's going on here, man? Yeah, man. Um, that, that's a part of itself, to be fair. Standard referee in this country. Um, it's so bad. Abhorrently bad. And it always makes me laugh when they, um, when you're watching like a soccer Saturday or something and they always do the lazy cop out of saying, oh, it's, it's VAR's fault. What's going on with VAR? Yeah. It's like, VAR, yeah. is a, VAR is a mechanism which is man, you know, man-powered. It's the person behind VAR that you need to say, you know, have your beef with it's, as opposed it's, to the system it's itself. So apparently, apparently, they're the good ref in the championship uh, I don't know his name, but they're talking about it on obviously um, one of the radio shows. I won't big them up and give them any glory. But um, apparently he's, he's really good and efficient. He actually uses the monitor. And they're so impressive. They don't understand why Premier League ain't called him up. I need to find his name, but apparently they've got one there that's really, really good. Oh, and he uses the monitor. Okay, get him up now. Yeah. I, mean, I, don't know what, I don't know why they don't use the monitor. Does anybody know why? No, I've seen, no, I've no, seen no. it used twice. That's it. 
they trust the decision. Apparently, I don't know, their, their first viewing of it, they get feedback from, obviously, the office. And then they, they, they have confidence within their team who's in the board office to take that decision. Unless they're unsure, they go and we'll see, go to the monitor. It's, it's, it's got to be a weird one, isn't it? I mean, you, you're obviously trusting someone to, you know, either overturn the decision or back up your decision. If you're on the monitor going, all right, what, 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 why is he taking so long? What are you doing? And yeah. the guy saying, I'm drawing some lines to make sure it was offside. <laughs> if you're hearing that, you're like, oh, for fuck's sake, just give it. Or, yeah, this is what I'm saying, exactly. Like, I love you lot to bits, but at the end of the day, if, you guys turn, if I see one thing, you guys turn up, you know, fuck, I'm going to the monitor. God, look, these guys are turning <laughs> yeah. I'm going to the monitor, innit? Soon. Yeah, fucks. <laughs> and see it. No, it's true. So we have a fairly big game against Arsenal in terms of us chasing. Massive, bro. Wait, I'm about fit. Massive game, bro. <laughs> Snatch them up, bro. There's, there's a lot more online for the London-based members of this podcast, more than myself, in terms of bragging rights. Um, Go on, Adji, man. It's not a massive game, man. A regular whipping, boys. Give it to them. Vibes, man. Just vibes. Going to go to North London, have a quick drink up in, uh, in North London. Vibes, man. Vibes. Quick night out of the carpet. Yeah, yeah man. Quick night out of the carpet. A quick guard of honour. Just rave up with some London babes and vibes. Just over just vibes down there, man. I can't lie to you. Just just light work. Regular. You're not saying a party finish at midnight, you arrive at 10 to 12. Them ones. Yeah, fam. Yeah, man. Come on. Okay. Come on. Tell the bartender, yeah, get me a quick bottle. Quick bottle. Quick bottle. Yeah, quick two bags. Sparkling. Forget the sparklers. Not ice. Not ice. Not ice. Not about the sparklers. Not ice. Give me the bottle. Give me the bottle. Yeah, man. Yeah, we should. We should. Um, we should bring there. Uh, I'm surprised they lost to Tottenham. I didn't watch the second half. Are you? Yeah. I, no, I was because because um, Tottenham weren't really on good form, and Arsenal looked like they were on good form. To be fair, they tricked you, man. Yeah, they, they did trick you, man. I'm telling you, um, bro. This, this no, it's, it's yeah, it's it's a it's a obviously going by the game at the um, start of the season, we was brilliant. We was brilliant. Salah's goal, mm-hmm. magnificent. Um, I I, I want to. I, I think we will win. I would love to think we've been handsomely, but you know, as I said, my problem is the motivation side, um, and it's not exactly a derby, is it, or their rivals? They're not even close rivals or anything like that. So it's just like, you know, what I mean, Liverpool might think they look at playing the Aston Villa, like this. This is how it is. But for us, same level. Yeah, you know I mean, for for us off off air. Well, I mean, I mean, Villa have got more European cups, so. That's It's true. What do you mean? Hey, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> Boy. Yeah, they, yeah, are man. The, they are the original vibes FC, man. Yeah, true. <laughs> you know what? Under our test, I think they have improved a bit, to be fair. They look like they have a clear plan. Yeah. 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 Oh, he's scoring. I thought against, I thought against Wolves. Against Wolves. Because it looks sharp again, you know, finally scoring goals that he did at Lyon. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> no, but we should win, man. They don't have, they don't have, for me personally, you know, they don't have enough to um to make us threat. Aubameyang doesn't really turn up in big games. I don't, I don't, I don't agree, you know. Aubameyang. I, no, so my thing with Aubameyang in big games is, right, he plays for an Arsenal side but just historically poor in those games. Okay. And I don't think I don't think he's playing in those games and missing 
big, big chances. I don't think he's... He missed, big, he missed a big chance on the weekend still. I can't lie. Uh, but do you remember the um, game against us last season? I and he missed the penalty last season. And he missed... I don't know. I like... I think Aubameyang, to be fair, is one of the most underrated players in the league. He's got like 20 goals back-to-back seasons, over 20 goals back-to-back seasons for a team that are really... Like, we all know how poor Arsenal have been for the last he's, two years. He's going against the Minnows, mate. Yeah. <laughs> he's going against, you know... No, you have to respect the goal return, man. I'm saying Watford and them, man. Like, no, I'm saying, I'm like... like what big boys like, has he scored against? Tell me that. What big boys has he scored against, He scored against United last, last year. What big boys? Big boys, I'm, 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 This is a Champions-only podcast. I'm not going to stand <laughs> here. It's true, it's true. So we can actually, like, get into them a bit more, like... But I like him. Like, I, I think he's no, a really like good player. No, no, I like him too. I like him too. I like him. Yeah, I do like him. You know what I'm saying? But when, it, but when it's time for top six, I guess the top six side, it's Vibes FC. You know what he's about, man. You know, Just yeah. here for the, for the, for the, you know, for the, for the photos. Not I, even there. I Maybe think he's a good goal scorer. He don't do enough. He don't do enough in the game for me. He's missing. He reminds me a bit of Salah in a weird way. Like, no. Salah ain't missing that much. Not, not in terms of big game performances and stuff, but just like stylistically. Both of them yeah, take a high volume of shots, both quite quick. Technically, not the best. Like they can be quite scruffy, but also like amazing in the, at the same time. Like, can I can ask you, Thomas, to see if you've got an Arsenal fan with a gun to your head? Because you're moving. <laughs> 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 uh, no, you haven't. You're moving weird. But you, but, you, but, you know what, but you know what? I'll give a bomb, Yang, yeah? He doesn't try. He knows that like, he's technically not there, he, but he doesn't try it. He don't, you don't see man try to take on two man like a certain Egyptian does. You don't see him try and lick it off outside the box every single time like a certain Egyptian does. But man's not going to give him praise in it. Let me just well, what's he going to do tomorrow? Is he going to score tomorrow? That's what we want to know. No, so. Virgil and Gomez. No. Fine. That's it. That's it. Yeah, I think, I think the thing for me for uh, our game with Arsenal is that I think we've got, we should have too much for them up front. But, but it's, defensively, there's some games where they look all right, and then you look at the weekend. It's like fuck it. Now. No one. Like, why is Mustafi on the floor? No like one. That? No one why in that Arsenal team is a threat <laughs> apart from Aubameyang, and even him in big six games is techie. I repeat, no one, not one. There's not one midfielder no, that I'm. Ah, oh, whatever, man. Can't allow it, man. You think you think I'm oh. sick of you think I'm sick of some youth, man? Oh, you're not going to shook on, him. Man, I ain't shook of him. Come on, man. Like you're talking like man's. Nah, he's not. He's not. Not knowing back or something. Like, come on, man. If, if, if they play three at the back tomorrow, they are asking for trouble. Exactly. And the thing is with them, yeah, like at least with some teams, you know, with some teams, for example, like a team that you know is not good, but there's something about them. What is actually about Arsenal? Nothing. They can't pass well. <laughs> they don't defend well. They don't attack well. They don't hold on to the ball well. They don't press well. Like there's nothing there. So I expect a Champions, a Champions League and a Premier League winning team to 100%. tactically, that's tactically miles miles ahead of them to deal with them tomorrow and it's that simple I can't lie because even with other teams like Bright not even Brighton I would say like the team that can give us trouble there's something about them there's you know there's a clear game plan that you know other teams have Sheffield you know Sheffield Wolves even United uh, City the teams that give us problems you have, have a rough idea game. of what they're about yeah, yeah. they have there's something about them Arsenal what, what's really about them what like since lockdown, what have you really seen for you to be like, oh, you know what, they might give us a hard day tomorrow? Nothing. Nah. Yeah, it'll be our own doing. It'll be our own doing. I think that'd, so, be, a good, I think that'd be a good place to, uh, from, from that war dub there from Julian to uh, sign it off <laughs> for, for, for this week. Um, uh, we will be, um, for Patreon members, we will, uh, you know, 
please do subscribe. Uh, we will be doing a, a post-match uh, show after the Arsenal game, uh, regardless of the result. So if you want to see us uh, laugh as much as we have today, cry as we have done on previous podcasts, and just cuss people out in general, really, uh, please do head over to patreon.com forward slash copy of Rackass. Uh, and, you know, subscription. You can have access to all the content that we have on there. Uh, it'll be a good time. And of course, you'll have access to Discord, which we are all members of. Uh, it's always a good, lively time in terms of the debates we've got going on. And that is just a little bit of a taster of what we do in our WhatsApp group on a daily basis as well, in terms of daily arguments, which are always a good time. Um, but yeah, um, thank you for all the support. And we will see you next week. Appreciate it. working from home than emails. So you need Wi-Fi with reliable speed, the most in-home coverage, and built-in security. You need Xfinity XFi. That's simple, easy, awesome. Switch to Xfinity Internet and learn about our great offers. You'll get amazing value with speeds that deliver and reliable coverage you can count on. And with XFi Advanced Security, you can keep all the devices in your home connected and protected from Wi-Fi network threats. Go online, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store to learn more today. Restrictions apply. We begin today's meditation with a few sipping exercises to remind us a little treat can go a long way. So pick up your McCafe iced coffees, close your eyes, and deep sip in. And deep satisfaction out. <sighs> Take a treat retreat at McDonald's. Right now, get a McCafe iced coffee in any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price of participation may vary. Podcast Network.